0: Many of us ever know what it is to become the perfect version of ourselves? This is Decoding Superhuman with your host, Boomer Anderson. Superhumans, Boomer Anderson, back with another episode of the Decoding Superhuman podcast. I'm hearing Europe about ready to head off to the U.S., but going to be back this summer for a number of different conferences that are going on here in Europe on the human performance front. These ones are specifically in the realm of biohacking, but I view biohacking as a tool, if you will, to optimize and achieve and sustain higher performance states. So the first of those conferences is FlowFest in Munich on the 5th to the 7th of July. I will definitely be there. The next is the Health Optimization Summit, which is happening in London on the 14th and 15th of September. And then the third is the fifth-year anniversary of the Biohacker Summit, which is happening on November 1st and 2nd. But in case you've tuned into the show for a while now, you know that I spent a little bit of time in Riga, Latvia, at the Baltic's largest biohacking conference, where I talked about the end of one society – And I've continued the conversation with their organizers there because I really, really love what they're doing. And one of the organizers is the guest on today's show. His name is Kaspers Vendelis, and he's the co-founder of the Biohacking Latvia Movement community and organizer of the largest biohacking conference in the Baltics, the one I just presented at. He's the creator and founder of a three-day live program, an online program, Restarts, for synchronizing brain, nervous system, and life purpose. He calls himself a renaissance man. I love it. He's a serial entrepreneur, healthy lifestyle, and top performance promoter. He promotes the systemic involvement or systemic improvement of well being by science, technology, and nature. He emphasizes the one neglected area of biohacking, which is the social aspect. And he's an author, communicator, public speaker, and mentor of strategies to self improvement, to high performance, to longevity through mental models. And that's actually the topic of today's conversation is mental models because we've had this a little bit on the show with Justin Nope before, but we've never really done a deep dive on mental models. And mental models are fascinating to me because, well, one one of the people that I look up to the most is Charlie Munger. And he's always said that mental models were the way he evaluates companies. And if you look at mental models in general and studied any of Charlie Munger, you realize that a lot of that doesn't involve value investing. It involves more tricks and mental models as well as heuristics to get through the investment process. So what did we talk about on the show? Well, if you can't guess, we did talk about mental models. We talked about biohacking and how Caspers has got into biohacking. We talked about our favorite mental models, each of us. Mine being probably cognitive bias, and you'll have to tune in to find out what caspers is. We get into those in detail and we give you all of the tips, tricks and resources that you can use to really find out more and more about mental models. The show notes for this one can be found at decodingsuperhuman.com/caspers that's K A S P A R S and enjoy my episode with Caspers Vandelis. All right. The sponsor for today's podcast is a member of the toolkit that I use on an almost daily basis to upgrade my state of being and have used it actually for the past couple of years. The guys over at Neurohacker Collective have done a fantastic job. You've heard me rave about the original stack as well as Qualia Mind on the show. But now I'm so excited because the suite of products has grown. You have Qualia Focus for that near-term bump. You have Qualia Mind Caffeine Free, for all my caffeine-sensitive listeners out there. But their latest product, which just came out, is oh so exciting. It's called Eternus, and it's a 38-ingredient formula containing the most researched and premium ingredients on Earth for supporting cellular health. This is key to combating the symptoms of aging. If you want to check out Eternus, Qualia Mind Focus or any of the Neurohacker products, go over to Neurohacker.com and plug in the code Boomer. You'll get an additional fifteen percent off your order. Enjoy. Casper's my friend. Welcome to the show. Oh, good to be here. Uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about this. This is gonna be a lot of fun. You know, you and I met at a conference that you actually organize. Uh, which is biohacking Latvia? Do you mind just giving people a little bit of a high level overview of that conference because it was an amazing experience for me, and I think everybody should hear about it.
1: Well, yeah, that was already the second year in a row that we organized the biohacking conference, and the reason being, uh, well, in general, why we do this conference is that, yeah, and it's basically all over the place when you look at the people and and communities uh, that. Uh, what you see, you don't get a nice picture about the people's health and overall condition in general. What medicine can offer is very often insufficient. So, and basically we, me and my two co-founders came together and decided that uh, we have some basic skills, some, a little bit of knowledge, and moreover, we want to learn even more to create a community, to create a platform where people can reach out. And and basically, you know, uh, people are don't feel free only because they don't have the tools available for making themselves feel better, do better things. And all we wanted to do is actually to create a platform where those tools could be made available to them. And uh, uh, and the conference is actually one part of it. And so because we, we lack uh, experts, we lack knowledge, and um, let's say worldview about what can be done in general, that's why we wanted to make this conference also internationally uh, significant. And that's why we invited many uh, speakers from abroad, like yourself, who could share uh, the perspective, the knowledge, and
0: introduce us to new concepts, new ideas. That's amazing. So I have to ask this question because I'm always curious, Caspers. How did you get into biohacking yourself? Because everything was just perfect, and everything
1: was just great. You know, everything <laughs> was so good, and I just couldn't believe everything can be so good. No, of course. Um, uh, as we all know that after the age of 30, everything just gets worse. Like, like <laughs> nothing really gets better. And when you also start seeing things around with your own body and what happens to your relatives, to your people that surround you, uh, you kind of see. And my my short, short story is that I found myself at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning, 2 a.m., watching a tv series with a uh, vodka glass in my hand <laughs> uh, you know and didn't like the picture mm-hmm. so and and i feel lucky that i realized that so for some people this realization even doesn't occur for me it came true and i just decided you know i i need to quit doing this because when you're 20 or 25 you can get away with it mm-hmm. when you're 35 uh, less so, and I started thinking, you know, when I'm get forty or forty five, I would be able even uh, for less. So I just uh, quit doing this and and started reading things, and actually kind of accidentally stumbled upon uh, some podcasts. Um, that was five years ago. I actually didn't know what that podcast actually is, so, but, but then I started consuming as much as I could. And, and within those five years, I would say only from podcasts, I learned as if I could have done three times higher education like university that much information. And uh, because I actually very much uh, like podcasts because audio format is one that we can actually use. The the sense of listening is so universal that we we spend so much time being in transition from point A to point B. I don't know, washing dishes, peeling potatoes, uh, uh, doing whatever unnecessary and sometimes also necessary stuff and you can listen to whatever you want to audiobooks podcasts within the consume so much information that i just couldn't stop uh, and after some while i decided actually i can share this information with somebody else and that's how we started doing some lectures seminars uh, meetups and eventually the conference so that's that's how i became biohacker Vodka, vodka in
0: your hand. That <laughs> turns you into it a all starts hacker. with vodka. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So uh, on that, how how big are the meetups in Latvia now? Because the conference was several hundred people, right? It was pretty large. It's the largest conference in the Baltics, right? Um, each of us, we are three cow. Cal-
1: co-founders as I said um, and each of us have their own uh, small audiences and communities and uh, we try to get them as much as possible to all them together and and of course the concepts that we promote actually are very very um, attractive to people because everyone kind of feels something's missing in their lives everything's sort of good Everything's is fi- everything's fine, but the central heating does its job. And the full fridges of food does their job, you know. So we started by small events with doing some, some meetups, some uh, small gatherings. Uh, but very, fa- very soon we realized that in order to make this community sustainable and, and basically uh, stronger, we have to sell tickets to those meetups because uh, otherwise as you know with facebook you can see hundreds and thousands of of different events taking place in one city let alone the whole world and uh, because you they are so available and everyone seems to now doing uh, some events we decided we have to uh, switch to the paying models so that they are kind of a little bit invested so this is how we Uh, Provide could provide also more value and gain more traction because of that. And we started doing some also PR events like half naked run through the city uh, (laughs) during the winter time. Then we did also um, uh, record number of people being in one, when you open the hole in the lake during the winter time. So we did the record number of people being in the
0: water at the same time. So this like two, this is frozen water, by the way, for everybody.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's totally like uh, four degrees Celsius, but ice and everything like that. So this is how we started, and uh, you are frightened to go into the water, but when you come out, you kind of feel feel so relieved, so good, and it doesn't take many times to realize that by hacking or this called thermogenesis and things like that has something to it. So this is how more and more people turned uh, turned up to, to the event. And eventually, uh, also many hundred people to the
0: conference. So I want to get into mental models. But before we do that, the theme for this year's conference was longevity. Do you mind, in your own words, just kind of three quick things people can do to enhance their longevity? Actually, the three things uh, could be summed up in one sentence is...
1: Except I would add in 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 the brackets the the fourth thing, which is actually sometimes neglected in the in the field of biohacking, but those three first things would be they are totally related to one individual that you can do by yourself. That is, little hungry, little cold, and lifting heavy heavy weights. Uh, basically, little cold means thermogenesis, and we know that people used to be. More in cold, especially we white people coming from the northern part of, of, of the world. Uh, being hungry, I would even say that uh, before we got fridges, people used to walk around a little bit more starved than they are today. And uh, recently, I just uh, was into the one relative uh, gathering, big family gathering, and I was astonished. Like 90% of people being there have had. Overweight, like stomachs, like uh, bellies, like that. And this is only. This is not because they are eating too much carbs. What very often carbs are blamed. It's just eating too much. You know, you you are constantly exposed to food. That's that's doing harm. And the third thing, uh, lifting weights, is important because this is how you strengthen your nervous system, your bone density, your muscle mass. And this fourth thing that I mentioned that need to be said but very often is left outside is the social aspect. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want individually, but if you have not the, in, the right environment set in place uh, that supports your being cold, being hungry, and lifting weights, you're not going to do that. That's why it needs to be said. So all those three things need to be done uh, with
0: other people. That's basically it. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. So in my research of you, you do a lot of work and research into mental models. And this is a topic I've wanted to talk about forever on the show, because I'm very interested in it as well. I hope I'm gonna do justice to (laughs) to your hopes. (laughs) No, I'm sure you will. Casper's I've come to know you as both very intelligent and articulate. So this is gonna be a lot of fun. Let's let's talk first, what is a mental model?
1: Okay, to to describe it simply is that it's like a switch. And uh, since we're not in any harsh environments anymore, uh, which means we are in a constant comfort zone the whole time, uh, but our genetics, as you might know, is still uh, made for us as if we still lived in in like in ancient times, like in paleolithic uh, times, or something like this, of course, there have been some adapt adaptations to our g- genetics, but but uh, in overall, our nervous system and everything like that still works uh, the same way as it was uh, like many thousand years ago. Therefore, this our body or our uh, programmed biology, gives us some signals to, to our consciousness that uh, n- need not to be there in a way that we kind of think sh- the life should be. For instance, if you fall unconscious because you are standing in front of the audience on the stage, uh, like speaking engagement or something like this, you fall unconscious not because you chose to do so. It's your nervous system mistakenly uh, perceive the signal that it's too so dangerous in fact that you might die if I don't switch your consciousness off so you fall off. That that's how strong this thing is. And uh even though I'm going I'm 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 taking cold showers each morning and each morning my inner voice I don't know lizard brain tells to me oh man you're gonna die. Don't do that. And and it, It it gives you anything, just to find um, a justification for not doing this cold shower. Like for instance, I had a little cold, something like "Eh," you know, voice like that, and it instantly popped into my mind. Like, man, not this, not today. Okay, maybe you're not dying, but but this definitely is not worth it. So keep off. But the mental model in this case. Um, would be you know that being in the cold is like lifting weights for your nervous system and basically and for instance, I live in a country in Latvia where the in the warmest year, which was 2015, the average temperature I don't know how it's in America in American in this uh, Fahrenheit but in Celsius it was seven degrees plus seven, seven degrees seven like the average temperature wow
0: so that's uh roughly about that's slightly below 50 degrees fahrenheit that's pretty crazy
1: yeah and that was the warmest year ever in 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 our country wow which means it's like constantly cold Mm -hmm. okay so and instead of saying to yourself what in a shitty climate i'm living you know and not only it's cold it's It's raining very often, not so many sunshiny days and things like that. And instead of saying to yourself, man, I'm totally unsatisfied with my life only because of the climate and because you cannot change it. You can switch this this switch and say to yourself, you know, every time I feel this, you know, this shivering cold when it's like November, it's like very bad. You say to yourself, Although I might feel cold, I like that because this is doing good for my nervous system. It's like doing uh, push-ups or pull-ups or whatever. Not that everybody would enjoy doing push-ups. You do that because it's uh, sort of a figural replacement for doing hard work, so that you get stronger. And mental model in this case would be a switch: how you change your attitude. This is how you. Uh, overcome your biases. This is how you overcome your pre-programmed pre-prog- limitations. Basically, not in short, but uh, as simple as possible. I explained you what, how I see what mental
0: model is. Beautiful. And so you highlighted one in terms of getting over fear of cold. What other examples can you think of in terms of mental models where we can use them, particularly in the domain of performance? You know, top performance type people. Okay, uh, it's actually quite easy. One
1: of the top mental uh, models, which again might sound so simplistic to many people, but but uh, not actually that easy to implement or, or or to use. The switch to use the anal- analogy is that everything that is good takes long time. I've done some seminars, some some uh, speeches in front of the. Ah uh, business incubators, accelerators and and places like that, where they have uh, some new startups and and young entre- entrepreneurs and and I asked them this question how, how long are you in the, in this accelerator? How long are you a startup uh, owner? and then yeah, three months, four months, whatever. and then the next question is, how long do you think it will take for you to get the first paying customer or even uh, to to make your company be a profitable one and this is incredible what they say they say like uh, maybe 6 7 months or so and then uh, i usually ask in the audience if there are some 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 guys people uh, that would have the company for 3 to 5 years and usually there are some and then i ask how long did it actually take uh, to get some first paying customers? And some of them even say, I don't see this thing even in the horizon, you know, even though I'm running the business five years. So basically, we are so obsessed with with the results very fast, like instantly. But at the same time, we have in us inbuilt uh, capacity to actually take things also that, that they prove to get some results also in a longer perspective. Like for instance, do you like basil uh, and mozzarella and tomatoes? Uh,
0: who doesn't, right? <laughs> All right. Delicious. Yeah. So
1: uh, I can show you here. I, I, I grow a few, few plants here. Oh, on Oh, beautiful. My, on my, for basil, when I put the seed in, in the pot, it usually takes a few weeks until I see something green coming out of the soil. And I somehow don't demand, you know, I want mozzarella tomorrow. You know, it doesn't come out like that. The same thing goes with grounding a new family. I haven't heard that uh, a a husband would demand from his wife to get the son within two months, right? So it takes, on average, nine months. So basically, everything that we really take as a valuable thing takes long time. This is a very valuable, actually, a mental model, especially for for health uh, related issues, because people don't get uh, fat within two weeks, you know. And why should they expect that they now it's like uh, middle of of May Uh, for the beach season? Let's do some work and get fit again, you know. No, sorry, doesn't work that way. If you want to be fine, slim really fit takes long time and uh, which brings me to the next mental model is that one degree change you know when you make this one degree change then uh, usually if if me and you start walking with a difference in a vector with one degree very long time we're going almost together but after some while we are like getting farther and farther from each other and basically, if you combine those two things, like very good things uh, take a long time with one degree change. But, and, and for the longevity especially, you, know, you, don't have, you have all the time in the world. It's, it's a lie that uh, the life is short. It's actually long if you start uh, enjoying the processes. So when you are going to the gym and lifting weights, you don't expect your biceps to be big uh tomorrow right so you kind of prepare yourself and uh, make yourself in the waiting
0: mode if 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 that answers the question yeah it does i I, i'm going to continue picking at these because these are fantastic i think you touched on two points that i really like to utter to all of our clients or reiterate to all of our clients which is just you know everything good takes a long time And take baby steps you don't have to change overnight but that 1% vector as you say over a period of three months six months ten years is gonna make a huge difference awesome awesome so I want to keep drilling down on these mental models because I think there's ways that we can apply them for decision-making or at least in in my studies do you mind just going through some of the mental models that you've used to help your decision making and thought process better?
1: One, one thing that I like as well is um, these help to get familiar with uncertainty. Like for instance, and not that you become more certain, it's just that cert- uncertainty now is explained to you why it's okay to be uncertain. And one of the mental models that I like is pattern recognition. And uh, pattern recognition is also very useful when you, especially when you learn. And it comes into waves. And, uh, and, and pattern recognition is something that like, you see some pattern, okay? Doesn't make sense. You don't see what that, uh, that is actually. But when you take a little step back from it, all of a su- sudden you now see what that actually is. Turns out it's an eye of an animal, of, of a human being or whatever. But, but then it's an eye. What, what sense does it make again? But when you take step back, then you see, oh, it's a head, it's a face. And so you can uh, remove yourself and take a look at the bigger and bigger picture. And the, 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 the far- farther from the pattern you go away, the more sense it makes. But it actually never makes sense because there's no limits to where, how far you can go from the pattern that you see. And uh, how I observe that is um, same example with, with uh, listening to podcasts. First, my, I jumped into the biohacking and health-related things. And uh, gosh, man, I just, oh my God, I will never be able to understand what they are talking about. But then you start hearing the same things here and there, and and more people start about that. And not that more people start talking about that; it's just that you start understanding that more. You start relating concepts to to each other. And uh, but then again, you start understanding some some before thought uh, complicated things. Now you understand them. But again, it comes another wave. You again kind of dig deeper and then you again notice that you don't know a thing and that comes again and
0: again and actually never ends. Sounds like the Dunning-Kruger effect, right? So have you heard the Dunning-Kruger effect? Yes, yes.
1: The more you know, the more you think you don't know and basically this is the circle of knowledge, you know, the bigger that gets the more uh, area with the unknown there is, you know? It's something like that, yeah. But to deal with this Dunning-Kruger effect, pattern recognition mental model is very helpful because it encourages you to not stop because you've been there. You understand that it's just totally normal that you don't understand that that thing. You just keep pushing. If you can uh, make a pull up only five times, you you can be totally sure that if you keep doing, you will be able to do a sixth time, a seventh time, and things like that. So this is a pattern recognition, and the reason why uh, there are a few studies in, in universities and some some academic studies that it takes long time uh, to recognize the patterns, like medicine. You know, they there are so many terms that actually are interrelated, but when you are in the first uh, first Year, you kind of think, oh man, that's impossible. The second year, you, you hear the new concepts. The, this, the, non, the knowledge is so vast that it will take time.
0: So, Caspers, what's the relation between, if this is a question that's a little off base, we'll just delete it, but the relation between mental models and heuristics? Because when I think of heuristics, I think of people like Nassim Talib and those guys. And of course, Shane Parrish is somebody that you and I were talking about earlier. But is there a relationship? Like, are all mental models relation to decision-making? And all, are they all heuristics or are they different?
1: Uh, well, uh, I say it's a good question when uh, it's, it's, it's not clear how to answer that. <laughs> but uh, I'd say may, I may be wrong. And uh, all, everything that I say is just from my perspective and according to my knowledge. But uh, I would put them more or less in the same category. It's just uh, your preference of, of how you can call them. Because uh, Nassim Taleb uh, talks about those heuristics. And, uh, and as far as I know, Daniel Kahneman also uses heuristics as a word uh, as opposed to mental models. But uh, Warren Buffett uses mental models. Although I'm pretty sure he is a fan of, of heuristic ideas in general. So I would say I, w- I wouldn't see the distinction like so clearly in this sense. What do you think?
0: It, it's one of those things that, well, I asked the question because I was just kind of seeking clarity on it. But it, it seems like a blurred line to me. Uh, Because if I like I have up here just some different mental model examples, and they could very easily be heuristics, right? Like things like Occam's razor, for instance. Uh, But one of my my favorite mental models that I try to actively avoid and put feelers out for is uh, cognitive bias, or at least it's classified some places in cognitive bias, right? And trying to avoid my own biases is one of my favorite mental models.
1: Okay, is, isn't it that, that heuristics is more like a functional approach to some, some specific things?
0: Fair enough, yeah.
1: But, but uh mental model is more like a, a, a concept, more like a picture that you can put on top of anything. Like, for instance, I, I actually very much like um, the mental model that, that is, is called, and I, I took it from, do you know Dan Sullivan?
0: I've heard the name before. Uh, re- refresh my memory.
1: He's a strategic coach, uh, founder, and the friends of of Joe Polish and you know all this band there. Yep. Okay. And and his his idea was that I take it for me as well as the mental model is that you can wish or you can want anything you want without giving a reason why you want it. Uh, So I wouldn't call it a heuristic. I would call it more like a mental model. And how it works is that we are very much uh, uh, limited, not because we chose so, but because we are so conditioned. Like, for instance, uh, and uh, as far as I know, women uh, struggle with that a little bit more than men. Like, Like, especially when women want to pursue a career in, in business or so. But there are very many, many people around that find it's un- unacceptable because uh, a woman needs to raise children, you know, to be responsible for the for the house and things like that. But the, the lady decides, you know, I want this and that. I want a career. I want to uh, be traveling as a business lady, first class, or whatever that can be. And most of the time, these also can be items that one can wish for, but then there are so many people asking, you know, why, why, why are you, why do you want that? It doesn't occur to those people that she could just want it for no particular reason. It's just because she wants so, and because there are some some stereotypical um, attitude towards the roles in uh, in society. Uh, first, a woman decides or men men as well first decide okay i'm gonna fabricate the reasons why i, I want that because you demand the reason so i don't have any reason but i just want it but you demand from me the reason i just come up with something and of course when you come up with something this is also lying to yourself and when you lie to yourself it's like a cognitive dissonance because people don't like to to lie to themselves so they stop Coming up with new wishes so that they would not be forced to lie again to anybody and to themselves as well. And this is how they forget wanting anything. And that's why building up a muscle to want something for no particular reason. I have even some some uh, some master classes where I just uh, offer to people just uh, do five items a day each day, like for one month. Come up with anything that you want for no reason first nice shoes dresses uh, yachts and and things this is easy but then you come up with things that are just you know something whatever i want to fly to the moon i want to to become a butterfly whatever so this is how this is a mental model just to be more creative to be with bigger visions you know people struggle with with the big sense of purpose because they are not used to thinking in big big, uh, big
0: world. I love what you just said there, in terms of how you you give people opportunities to train this by just thinking bigger over the five things over the course of a few days. What are other ways because some of these things aren't natural in terms of mental models, but they are meant to help us deal with with certainty, or uncertainty, that is, what are some other ways that we can train these? Because, You know, starting to work some of these in our day to day life, especially if we are in this corporate world, which is increasingly more innovative, more volatile, more uncertain. How would you start to incorporate those? You just gave a great example there. So I'm wondering if you have other ones as well.
1: But it can be also unrelated to mental models as well.
0: that's true that's true so we can have broader applicability for how to train anything
1: it's actually training uh, training yourself to many things at once you can train by doing this exercise is that you would ask to other people and that would actually break their patterns as well first of all if you ask other people for advice and i I will explain in a moment what what exact advice you should be asking for but first to describe the situation that when you ask somebody to give an advice, they're actually quite flattered about that because uh, well, people, th- this is, that sends a signal that they are appreciated for what they are, for what they know, uh, for their expertise. And so they are very, very open to that. Exceptions may be only if they are very, very busy, you know, it's just just a matter of uh, priorities. But if they find time to respond, that would be like, so, and the, the, the task would be to ask those people, you can choose whatever, whoever, for whatever role, people to give you advice on how they see what are your strengths. First of all, you have suspicions about yourself, what, you, what your strengths are, but not fully aware. People, very many people know what they are bad at because they tried many things. Uh, maybe false positive uh, as well because maybe you are, haven't tried that sufficient times. But, uh, but they're pretty sure about what they cannot do. Not so much about what they can do, what the strengths are. So the, the task would be to ask, I don't know, let's say five people, the acquaintances, ex-co-workers, maybe ex, ex-bosses, to give you some advice on what your strengths are. And uh, that could give you a nice perspective on, on what you should work on. And, and it gives you also a nice self-aware increase in self-awareness because all of a sudden, first of all, somebody recognized that. Second of all, it supported what you already thought about yourself. But even if it doesn't support, then at least it gives you a new ideas what your strengths are. And anything that somebody gives you what your strength is, is a like huge boost in your um, perception about yourself. Because very often uh, people uh, lack, lack um, this positive self-image only because they failed so many times. And sometimes uh, back, going back to this one degree change in a day is that sometimes you just need just one slight improvement just to start, to restart believing you, yourself again. There's actually one nice story that doesn't come from me directly, but um, I've been told that. There was one guy who tells this story, it happened to him. And he says that was uh, when he was age of 14 or something like that uh, in the school. He sits in, uh, at his desk, teacher is walking uh, around. They're doing some, some exercise or something. And it's Friday, uh, the day before weekend, uh, when his family has left or is planning to leave for a vacation, small vacation. And this guy has planned everything to commit suicide. Like everything is arranged, perfect moment when the parents are away, so he planned everything. But except this one small thing, a teacher walks, walks around the class and, and stands behind his, his shoulder, Watching what he's uh, how he's doing the exercise and and she just she just like pats like two times on the shoulder saying good job good job nothing else and went and that was enough for him to to start believing again that there is some hope you know there is a possibility to do some things again and that's why this exercise at least will give you not your own but. From the outside perspective uh, the reasons why sh- you should pursue whatever you started or whatever you wish for that would be one exercise and that w- that would be also very uh, functional and practical exercise because if you uh, wonder you ask yourself what you should do in terms of of, of I don't know even even though you work in a, in a job that you do already there are some things that you can even improve further and become even top more top edge and the top performer and what that one thing and uh the problem is this joe polish actually mentions it all the time that if you try to make your weaknesses stronger at the end of your life you become uh, an owner of the perfect weaknesses you know <laughs> and, awesome. and that's and that's why you should pursue the you, you should approach your strengths as opposed to weaknesses and ignore the weaknesses they will they won't disappear you know they will be there it's just that you are going to make your
0: strength so strong that nobody is going to notice that you have weaknesses very well said very well said and one of the things that you're actually rooting out there going back to the cognitive biases like we may think that we're really good at things but it's nice to go out and solicit that response from people to actually know what we're good at Uh, rather than our own internal perceptions. Fantastic, Caspers. Where would you recommend people get started on mental models? Because it could be a very big world if you start Googling this stuff. Where would you recommend people get started?
1: Of course, uh, Shane Parrish, uh, Farnham uh, Street would be one place. Uh, This guy has also uh, a podcast with very good interviews. Also, read some of, of Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett stuff. But to be honest, when I where I first uh, found a lot of interesting things and basically everything that I new concepts that I uh, that I now find out about, I look through the lens of mental models or how they can be useful in my everyday life. Actually, this is a mental model, like meta mental model, by itself because it it makes you see everything through the lens of how i can implement that into my life right now not like uh, a ther- theoretical knowledge but like a practical thing so whatever you see you see that how it can be ap- applied to your uh life and uh, the place where it's it's a huge amount of mental models and and you start seeing actually patterns so again pattern recognition is the quora is the platform quora although It's maybe sometimes overused in terms of uh, the questions that they are asked is, how can I get better in 10 minutes that can be useful for the rest of my life? Questions like that, you know, like fast, quick tips. But in those tips, when you start reading them, like really consume. After some while, you notice some uh, patterns, what people are saying, and this is how it's done about the mental models. I have actually the concept of mental models in three ways. I have mental models, uh, or or, uh, or let's call them tricks, mental models philosophically, which would be like the mental switches, then uh, models that could be used as tools, you know, like for instance... Um, uh, to read faster, you can uh, just point it with finger. So this is how you increase your spe- speed of, of reading by 25% as well already. These are like the practical tools. And there are also digital tools in terms of uh, using how to improve your life, like mental models. And that would be I my, my best mental model or uh, model f- as a tool is the Evernote application. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's my brain. That's absolutely. So if you love it, then probably you have already uh, told about that to your listeners because it has so many functionalities and it makes your life easier. It's It just is so. So uh, there's nothing to add.
0: No, no, uh, you can continue on the Evernote. I don't think we've covered it in too much detail. And I know Evernote has a lot of competitors now. Uh, so it's I'm interested to see with what, what uh guys like Notion come out with in the near future too, because uh, Evernote's been very, very effective in my own life.
1: And I do everything
0: in Evernote. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you and I can converse in Evernote chat after this. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. What
1: What's your actually uh, uh, regarding the mental models? What, I, what would be your like, top one, two, maybe three mental models?
0: And going back to whether or not this is a heuristic or a mental model, but confirmation bias and acts, like actively trying to route, route that out of my life is one of the top things that I've come to employ over the past couple of years so that could be anything from news sources making sure that I'm not getting biased news so news all around the world to uh, if you know you and I were talking earlier about how uh, we work with clients and how it's a very data-driven approach well that's because I want to root out the cognitive bias that comes with uh, media marketing with supplement company marketing etc all of that And if you look at the talk that I actually gave in Latvia, all of that was designed around the idea of how we can become more individual and apply it in a proper way uh, by rooting out cognitive bias. So I think overall, that's probably uh, the one I would go to the most. But great question. All right, Caspers. now I want to transition a little bit into the final four questions. So when we look at the final four questions, we're going to kick things off here with a little bit of uh, going back into the health realm. What do you think what area needs more attention than it's currently getting?
1: Um, I'd say um, physical activities in terms of doing you should do i don't know a few times a week some something in terms of physical activities, and I would say uh, Our bodies are designed to move constantly, not two times a week or three times a week for one hour in CrossFit uh, uh, hall. It's more like not 10,000 steps a day, but 300 steps each hour, uh, which means you should implement the movement throughout the day. And and if you measure some some kind of movements, be that phone or uh, or ring or any other device, you should see activities like this each hour, not like like this and then maybe something like that. You know, I I, I would say that would be maybe a little bit uh, easier for people also to do because because um, um, you in the in the very beginning you also mentioned this. Work-life balance um, and how to find this balance, and I think it's a myth uh, of of finding this, because because that kind of makes one versus the another and other and but the problem is life is something more complicated than that. It's actually quite complex, and you should be doing life and work together. The same thing goes with movements. You should pay attention to your uh, inner organs. You should pay attention to spirituality throughout the day, not like uh, in some chunks of time. So that would be that would be one thing. Uh, the other is uh, regarding it, again, it's it's food. We also uh, before the conversation started, we chatted about uh, uh, fasting a little bit. Uh, it's interesting that that uh, people are so obsessed with the right diet with with right foods be that superfood should you eat high fat low carb low carb uh, low fat high carb carnivore vegetarian or whatever but there are so many different approaches to what you should eat but there is one thing that is so universal to every single country every single nationality religion everything like one thing in common to in throughout the whole world is fasting. So basically, this is the only one thing that is so common like throughout the world. So that's why um, um, implementing fasting in your life is an absolute absolute must. It may there may be some exceptions uh, with some health conditions, but overall uh, that would be one thing that people should do more. And again, actually, to, to, um, to add one thing to food, to nutrition in general, is that I actually very much like when somebody can talk about nutrition, about food in general, not mentioning one single food item. <laughs> and that would be the second thing that I would add to um, to food would be that you can even keep eating whatever you want, even fast food or whatever, the thing you should do is eat slower yeah
0: that's very
1: very well just said. eating slower that's it that's it because uh, when you eat fast you you don't get out of the sympathetic uh, um, uh, nervous system from the fight or flight mode but the digestion has as a name says you need to be in rest and digest so and if you eat like a meal within five to seven minutes, it doesn't doesn't absorb. Even if you eat uh, hamburgers, uh, some French fries, it even that doesn't get absorbed because you eat, eat just in the wrong mode of your uh, body.
0: Let's let's transition now because I think you may be biased on this one. But what's your top trick for enhancing focus?
1: For me, it's two things that work in combination, perfect. Before each um, each speech, when I do keynotes or so, or if I do some focusing uh, like really sharp, sharp focus on my, I don't know, some cognitive tasks uh, on my computer, it's basically not eating for the twenty four hours before it really but but that is very important to mention that if you eat pretty high carb diet. Fasting, in general, would be harder to, to do. So lower carb would actually help to enhance these benefits. So that would be 24-hour fast, plus if working at my computer, it's binaural beats. Nothing beats binaural beats. It's it's unbelievable. I get in a zone quite fast. I don't know if it's really the beats per se, or is it that I conditioned myself Yeah, to be. exactly. <laughs> it's really hard to tell, but uh, that stuff works.
0: Let's talk a little bit about books now. So what book has significantly impacted your life and your ability to show up and perform in it?
1: Can I give you a, a mission, a, a little bit unconventional answer to that? Please do. Uh, to avoid like the same thing as with nutrition to avoid any specific food. I would avoid uh, any specific book. But I would say one book that changed uh, everything for the best is my wife uh, giving me, as a gift, Kindle,
0: Amazon Kindle. Okay. So now you have access to every book in the world.
1: Exactly. And, and, and why it worked as the as life changer is because like th- th- that happened six years ago, five and a half years ago. And after my high school and after university, I just somehow didn't read anymore, like really didn't read anything, but this was gift in the right time, at the right place, and I just opened this, you know, it's exciting to have a gadget in your hand, and this one-click thing just started everything. This is how actually everything started, and if you ask me about how I became a biohacker, I d I didn't want to tell tell you at that moment about this Kindle, so because uh, because I somehow thought maybe it would, would be better to mention that at some point in the interview. But now is the time. Actually, the Amazon Kindle. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. I, I love my Kindle too. And the fact that you can export your notes to Evernote is is incredible. Awesome. Caspers, where can people find out more about this year's conference? The videos as well as next year's conference?
1: It's biohacking, it's a quite an easy. biohacking.lv. LV stands for Latvia. And uh, if you use the slash EN, which stands for English, because we very much focus on Latvians, but because we still get attention from outside, as, as we said before, it wasn't the biggest conference in the Baltics. We keep the thing uh, in English as well. And the next year's conference theme is uh, top performance. So everything you should uh, find out about that, uh, you can find it at biohacking.lv. And uh, can I also plug the the tickets and everything?
0: Please do. Plug everything. Yeah.
1: So because this top performance still in May, we have the early bird tickets for the next year's April conference, three and four of April. So to to get the, the early bird tickets, you can you can go right there.
0: Beautiful. April 3rd and 4th, 2020 already. 2020, yes, That's top performance. Top performance. I hope to be there right alongside you, my friend. Uh, where can people find out more about you?
1: Yet, if you go to my name, surname, com. You will find everything in Latvian, but it's only uh, for a few months. Months more, uh, I will have everything in English as well. So, uh, right now, better is to
0: to go to biohacking.lv. Perfect. So bio- or
1: link it in profile. I mean, that's that's the easiest one. Yeah.
0: What we'll do is we'll include a link in the show notes to all of this stuff, and the show notes will be at decodingsuperhuman.com/caspers. But, Caspers, this has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time and educating us on mental models, longevity, heuristics, and so many more things. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you, my friend.
1: Uh, What what would you tell, what would be your one key takeaway from today's conversation?
0: Investigate more about mental models. I, I think my key takeaway is to start looking more into pattern recognition, for sure.
1: Thanks for inviting me, and I uh, hope to see you soon.
0: Absolutely. Superhumans, before you go, two asks from me. Number one, if you can head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and just give us a five-star rating, it really helps get the word out. Number two, if you can give us a little feedback, send us an email at podcast com those of you that have actually taken advantage of this know that i read and respond to each one thank you so much for listening and have an absolutely epic day